0: Unique Ways with Thomas Gerard emerges with people from all walks of life who, through their own unique angle, succeed and flourish. Enjoy the ride and welcome to Unique Ways, an audio podcast. Hey, hey, everyone. Welcome to Unique Ways with Thomas Gerard, an audio podcast. Got a super awesome guest today. He is an education professional with a Master of Fine Arts focused in media arts from Emily Carr University of Art and Design. Please join me in welcoming Rafa Puyana. Welcome, Rafa. How's it going?
1: Thomas, uh, thanks for the invitation and hi, everyone. Uh, broadcasting here from Bogota, Colombia. And uh, I hope that my English is not getting rusty after a few years of being back home. And I hope things are gonna make sense in this uh, conversation, and, and and hopefully useful for someone who can listen to this, like in twenty twenty two or I don't know twenty thirty or some other place in the future.
0: Awesome! Thanks for that intro. Um, are you ready for twenty questions?
1: Sure. Let's let's do it.
0: Okay. Question one. Tell me a little bit more about yourself. What do you do?
1: Well, I as I said, I live in Bogota, Colombia. I have lived here most of my life, except a few years in Canada where uh, where we met, uh, and and also some months and week here and there in Germany and, and Southeast Asia. I am an artist by uh practice, although I have an MFA from Emily Carr, as you said, um focusing in new media. I am also a life coder, which somehow falls into the art category, but it is something that i have been doing lately that has expanded into other areas of my life uh, in relation to creating bonds and growing community with incredible people and you know like helping others get into the practice communicating with people all over the world teaching workshops uh, playing gigs music uh, etc um it is um it is this, it is this life coding is this weird thing of improvising images and sounds via code it's something that I found like 4 years ago and 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 since then it captured all like most of my creative attention into creating um, my own practice and also um, growing community with people. I'm also part of a, of an artistic and environmental collective the name of the collective is Bosterra. We work recording soundscapes and ecosystems, especially endangered ecosystems in in Colombia. Um, And we also work with uh, artists and musicians so they can create music with these sounds and inspired by these sounds. We also work with communities and organizations that are uh, taking care of these endanger, endangered um, ecosystems, whether if they're living there, taking care of the ecosystems, and you know people around these places, or activists protecting these ecosystems. So, so we we work closely with them. Um, we started in 2019. Um, we got funded by uh, an organization called the UN Life Museum. Uh, And the base of these organizations in Copenhagen, but they have uh, projects in Colombia and India, I think that in Singapore and and, in country in Africa that I uh, don't recall right now, Uh, they uh, support uh, artistic projects and and they help us uh, grow from there, from the origins of the collective, we produce a series of albums during 2020 called uh, sounds from your windows, and um, this this was a wonderful experience because, as a graphic designer and and and, and new media artist, I haven't been involved in music production at all. So it, it was great, and and we invited many people all over the world uh, into sending uh, recordings uh, from nature from their windows during the lockdowns um, that took place in twenty twenty, and then with those sounds, other artists built and created music. Um, and that which took shape, uh, shape in four albums uh, and then later on la- lately we have been working in this i mean evolving this this concept that right now we are with the museum working in this model where we want the ecosystems to be considered as um, artists so they can have like uh, somehow or some type of copyright or or authorship rights um as sound artists and they can collaborate and gain, and, and they can get uh, money from streaming or from renting the sounds, or, for, or from using the sounds in in, um, in movies. So uh, through our collective, we bring the idea is to bringing this um, this revenue into the organizations that protect the ecosystem. So so that's that's kind of like these two big things in terms of our art. But um, I'm also a graphic designer by training, and it's, it's somehow how I may pay my bills. Cause I don't like to, I don't like the term making a living, but paying the bills and spend most of my day um, working with clients and, and, and um, basically as a product designer for different companies, building uh, website strategies for interfaces, for websites, for I am right now working, ended up working in, in the film industry, creating fictional interfaces and, um, uh, and, uh and 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 also facilitating now like design sprints and and trying to get into the in, into earlier stages of the design process, which is something that interests me more now than actually designing the the products themselves like visually. Um, um, I think that you and I met and when we were teaching um, uh, some design uh, workshops at Emily Carr, so it was it was i always remember those times uh, fondly because i learned a lot uh, working next to you during during those weeks um and um and and and, and, and in that and in that way i also teach right i don't like somehow the word teacher or teaching um i prefer the term like learning enhancer like i believe that it's really hard to teach something to other people i prefer to facilitate or or provide all the conditions so the learning arises in in that area so I I mean I I basically focus on 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 teaching let's use teaching teaching um uh, design students in in their first stage of learning here in Colombia I I um, had some some courses uh, in Canada and uh, also in my art practice like we teach a lot of light coding to kids and teenagers and uh, all sorts of of people so so yeah basically basically that's it
0: great and you said it but just to repeat for our audience um, Rafa and I met if I remember correctly teaching a paper prototyping workshop and that would have been my first time teaching low fidelity prototyping Um, is that right
1: yes yeah that's right That that was it was um um i i used i used to work for um the continuing studies department at Emily Carr car and they asked me to to share that teaching space with you because i think that you started teaching there or something and 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 um, they wanted me to be uh near you and, and offering support and then we split the workshop and uh, I started with low fidelity prototype, and then you you were teaching them like more like structured um, uh, user interface design and stuff like that. It was a very fun was a very fun project.
0: Awesome, yeah, I remember that. Um, number two, what's a key piece of knowledge
1: that makes you different? Well, I think that uh, more than knowledge, I think it is. Just like a particular way of connecting things, you like kind of like kind of like the ability to connect connect things that are not necessarily obvious to whoever it is to whoever it is around you. Um, I think that has that has worked well for me with clients solving problems or you know about their businesses or about projects that I that I um that I've been involved with from the arts perspective. Or with students in the classroom, or with live coders coming up with performances or workshops. I I think that there's always this particular ability to to listen and then to provide some some insight relate, related to the connection between the things that are um, being put on the table. That's that's something that that I think that at this point is clear that I that I bring. Um, uh, also, I I really believe that my ability to navigate um from design to art to art to technology and you know kind of like moving naturally among these three different areas is something that whenever i am is 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 always that it's always something that feels as a strength and 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 connects and and always uh, i think that helps expand whatever we do in in this in these fields um yeah i think that's that that's something that I, I I say that makes me different among among many other things, but I think it's the the main one.
0: Great, and you know, to foreshadow a an upcoming question about place, um, I imagine splitting your time between Colombia and Canada and other places in the world must influence what you do. I'm excited to hear you talk about place. Um, number three is why this of all things, why do you do what you do?
1: uh well you know it's hard it's hard to know but i believe um it's kind of like i mean this is gonna sound um uh like a really big statement but what i hope it, I, I i i promise it is not like i think it's part of my nature to combine images and technology Um my dad was an electronic engineer by training and my mom worked uh Compositing newspapers back in the seventies, they met at a newspaper here in Colombia. Mm-hmm. So that sounds like a like a combination result. Uh, there, like uh, she started working when she was very young in 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 the in the um, newspaper industry and and working with metal type, and and then I remember her like she retired working in page maker, and working with computers. So uh, my mom was kind of like a living uh, history of print. Uh, and my dad, my dad was, uh, although I didn't live with him, he was always like fixing things and fixing computers and, and electronic stuff. So I think that that's, that, that there's something there. so also my, my mom's dad, he, he was like a photographer. Uh, i I, i'm not sure if i pronounce it uh, properly but for he was kind of like printing images on metal type right via um, chemical processes Mm -hmm. and and he made a living uh, in his small shop here in bogota like uh, a long while ago i never met him but i'm sure there's also something about it And, and 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 i think that there's there's something about my own family there's photographers in my family although not like artistic photographers but more like event photographers there's some journalists and, and people do uh, cartoons so uh as, as as all of us we are just a collage of many people that you know all our relatives and, and parents grandparents and and everything so i i i think that nature is 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 a force that makes me do what i do
0: that's awesome. We had a recent episode with Alex Chorchut, who, um who is a New York-based designer, but talks a lot about that genetic aspect and how through genetics he got the art and design bug as well, which was interesting.
1: I know that Alex is uh, one of uh, was one of my favorite artists like in the two thousands. Like he's so good, definitely.
0: Great, uh, cool. Um, number four. What does your future look like?
1: Oh, the future i ha- I really have no idea, man. I think that uh, I live in a place and a time of you know uncertainty. I think that we all live, but you know, living in South America and in colombia is it's kind of like a constant to be in uncertainty, uh, especially during during these days so so the idea of a foreseeable future is for me has been always difficult to grasp. Uh, I think it's kind of like a condition that i have that i can can't really picture the future in my mind that that easily um i think that i i can only aim for a for an aspiration right like aspiring to a future that provides some intellectual physical or emotional or financial stability i think that things are going so fast right now that um that that I don't know what what we do with art and technology is exciting, but it's also very challenging because it's changing so fast. And 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 nowadays with AI and all the technology is so so overwhelming uh, and very exciting at the same time. I I, I imagine that uh, back in the 2000s, uh, that's how a 40 year old guy felt about the internet and. People like me in his 20s doing net art and flash sites and all that stuff. But nowadays with AI and Web3 and all those things changing so fast, is it's really difficult to even imagine the future, right? Like, a, like I don't know, like less than a month and a half ago, the stable diffusion AI algorithm wasn't even live. And, 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 and during this very short time, the whole landscape of image creation has shifted in ways that were unimaginable a year ago, right? So, or that at least we thought we're going to take a little bit longer. So uh, I don't know. I don't know. I, I, I really wish that I end up being in some unknown area of work that allows me to bridge creativity, technology, and hopefully that that combination can bring some healing to the life of the planet. Um, I don't know. I don't know in which shape it'll be. I kind of like to leave that open to to life because it will surprise us um and, and yeah yeah basically is 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 a challenging answer for me uh, thinking about the future is is difficult especially with the with the with the whole experience of of 2020 right all the all the suffering that that happened during the pandemic and all the changes that happened in many lives around um we got used to these changes quickly. I think that is surprising how we quickly recover, but it's also surprising how we somehow haven't processed what happened two years ago. And now are things moving faster and you know, like uh, and uncertain that that I don't think that we'll have the time and space for doing so as a society. So yeah, that's that's about the future for me.
0: I like that answer you know it would have been years ago now that i was listening to this keynote speaker and she called herself a futurist and i was like oh that's interesting and i was k- kind of started looking around and i was like oh there's this other person who's a futurist too and then i saw like this area of design futures emerge as like a master's level kind of design area yeah. um and uh and one of our guests marco Bevelo, talked specifically about um Dr Marco Bevlo talks specifically about design futures in his episode. so yeah, it's definitely uh, an interesting area
1: and and also like uh, like this year, I have been involved in 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 some projects, but most of them have been related to the future and then I see some calls for submissions and conferences and this, the topics of different uh, I don't know like talks are are the future and the future that I haven't tried. Doing like a, a in-ground search of the word "future" uh, mm-hmm. online, but I believe there's been a spike of, you know, usage uh, of the word "future" in the last the last couple of years, and and also, you know, like with so many things happening in, you know, Ukraine and the pandemic and the the recession and uh, you know this this hyper reality. I think that that we're we're also in a search for 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 an escape or a salvation in in the future, right? in ideas about the future. so so I think it's something something quite um quite interesting to to kind of like keep an eye on and and see what happens with this with this trend of thinking about the future these days.
0: Great. okay. Um number five is the location question. Let's talk about location. How does the notion of place play into what you do?
1: ah uh, it's place 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 well I remember that I, I I was in a uh in a stand-up comedy um workshop and uh and one of the assignments was make a list of of things that annoy you or that you find that make no sense in your neighborhood
0: mm. and
1: then I came back home and I and I couldn't put like more than three and and then I realized that that I don't have like a relationship with my neighborhood like with people you know like mm. to the point of not really having anything else to add to that list of you know like I hate that my neighbors do this and say this or I don't know they open the doors in this way or they play music like there wasn't um, there wasn't really something that created some weird Feeling inside me, but then I realized that, you know, like I I I grew up with the professionally with the internet, and I have lived in this place no place that is the internet for 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 a long while, uh, even before most people got online and were in chats or emails or social networks. Like I have been all because of my work, I I, I have been always working at the forefront of these type of things that then later on become. Um, mainstream so that's that's I think that that's my main place like this no place of the of the of the internet during the during the pandemic uh, when most of us were locked uh, in in our houses the activity of the live coding community worldwide exploded and, and and I remember having like two or three performances a week in virtual spaces like i don't think that the metaverse in its commercial inception was close to be mentioned back then but we were like playing concerts there and making bands like i have a cumbia trio with a friend from argentina so if you're listening uh hi uh, Iris and with Rafa another Rafa who lives in a small town nearby and we have a a trio called Sumergentes and and that's like a cumbia with live coding trio and and it was so much fun and I couldn't wait to get to Friday to get online and play some music and and, and meet my friends there so so yeah I, I mean I feel that that's kind of like my natural place but of course I have I have um I live in a in a 10 million um people city which is huge and 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 there's 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 also this relation with a with a very chaotic and busy city like Bogota and and I love walking in the streets so streets are always like one of my favorite places I love walking at nights or walking in alleys and and you know taking photos of walls and graffiti and 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 stains on the wall which sounds like you know sounds like uh design and art in the in the 2000s but still do it and I still love it and I still find a lot of joy in 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 walking and deriving in the streets in in my city something that I that I really like like mostly on my own
0: nice I like it um number six question six is if you had to start from the beginning what advice would you give your former
1: younger self i love this one this one is my favorite because i speak a lot about this with my girlfriend uh, with my friends i uh i really want to make a podcast about this question mm-hmm. uh, with friends uh, and and i think that uh, the key to answering this question is how do you imagine this situation right like um because first which point in 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 your life would would you pick up? That means starting from scratch. Like, is it is it a five year old, like ten year old, fifteen year old? I don't think I really can pinpoint a, a starting point of my life, you know. But let's say that is when I left high school and 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 I started becoming like kind of like a separated self from the home I I grew up, and and that was probably Bogota uh, in the nineties. And I was studying like graphic design in a public university and 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 then I wondering like how am I gonna receive this advice, right? Like is it a letter? Uh, am, am I gonna hear a voice in my head or am I gonna meet my older self? Um I I, I think that I kind of like the idea of receiving kind of like a VHS tape with myself, like my older self giving my my advice. And and then when I read this question, I think that I that I picked a few a few things for the for the for the advice uh so the first one is find yourself away into the computer labs of university get to know people uh, who can teach you about coding and are willing to collaborate with you and make cool stuff uh uh i think that uh I would say that you think you are complete now as a person, but you are not. Find yourself a therapist and dig into your own self and personal history. I uh, would like to say to my younger self that uh, you are you are not as ugly as you think. Be less shy with women. Uh, take ayahuasca as soon as you can. That 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 would be a big one. Another one, and, and I'm going to borrow this one from a, an, a, from a friend who answered this similar question. It's like, make sure you end up with a $1,000 in 2009. Buy something called Bitcoin. It's not going to make sense, but hold before selling it until 2019. You will be rich. Um, definitely traveling more, learning businesses as, uh, as soon as I could, uh, learn how to drive uh, a car, I learned how to drive a car last year. Uh, and and and, and, a, and a very personal one that I would like to leave here to the um to the field of the internet and the listeners of your show is try to talk to your sister. She being mad is not a transitory thing and it's gonna get worse with time. And that that's that that would be my 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 advice. <laughs>
0: Great. I love it. Number seven, what's a day in your life like?
1: Well, not really not very exciting. I think that as most of us right now, a lot of sitting in front of a computer, a lot of chats, uh, taking some time in the morning for getting some sunlight. Uh, Bogota is a very cloudy city, very similar to Vancouver. And probably in October, we share the same weather, although here is all year october in vancouver rainy uh, kind of cold but you know not very cold um sometimes there's meditation at night in the mornings um, chilling and talking with my friend we live together playing with my cat and and you know uh, bothering my cat all day drawing i love i love drawing my notebooks something that i keep all the time with me now i'm playing some beer games i quit games a while ago but now I'm getting engaged again with VR games because they make me move and I feel that they stimulate my brain I got um I got COVID early this year and and it hit me really hard with my mental health and memory and kind of like mind fog it was really it's been a challenging year because of that so now with VR games I feel that it's, it's more than um more than fun for playing the game is kind of like st- st- stimulating my brain into dealing with new types of information which is something that i think is, is healthy uh, if it's not done like you know for seven hours uh, watching some movies and working mostly working i think that i or learning software and, and playing with different you know types of open source tools for life coding Mondays is my 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 Buddhist day and I meet like a sangha group and on the weekends I spend time with friends, maybe having a, a drink and Sundays, I don't know, friends and family as well. Yeah, it's very simple life. Nice. Um, eight is
0: lifelong learning is a popular topic. Uh, you kind of answered, but how do you stay up to date?
1: Well, uh, lifelong learning... And, and by lifelong I think something that lasts and and is useful along along the way and I think that in Buddhism I have found very profound teachings and that especially contrast with the sometimes the learning that you can get from uh, digital culture and and the industry that changes and, and 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 changes so fast but with Buddhism I found a way to to create some resistance to that um kinda of like fast food information pandemic. <laughs> and uh I follow the the teachings of uh Vietnamese Zen Master Tich Hanh. and he has a very particular way of of translating Buddhist teachings into everyday actions and practice and and I think that I I started uh Buddhism because of a uh space where teachers got together like uh, some years ago and, and there was this methodology of discussion where people couldn't reply with opinions and, and uh, theory or, you know, quotes from books or stuff like that. But you, you only replied with your own experience. And, and at the beginning, I was like, I can't believe they're going to move past, you know, three interventions in this conversation. And and we ended up in hours of very profound conversations where no one were replying or, you know, arguing or trying to convince people. Uh, That is something that is very difficult and is creating so much suffering in the world. And that totally transformed me. So, So answering your question, I think that making sure that I can identify that opinions are not really that important is something that brings a lot of happiness to my to my life.
0: That's awesome. You know, it reminds me, yesterday I was spending some time in alt space VR. Um, it's a social virtual reality environment. I hadn't been in there for a long time, but I was in this event and there was this tech support worker talking about the beginner's mind. And mm-hmm. I, I was super fascinated by it. I, I guess I, I didn't know much about it. Um, it's weird where knowledge can come from these days.
1: And is definitely something needed these days because, you know, like if you go to Twitter or social media, like everyone feels the urge to be an expert, but I mean, most people like we can we cannot know everything. And there's this tendency of people wanting to show that they know about everything and 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 making sure that you keep a beginner's mind helps you realize that there's some areas of discussions where you probably just need to keep silent and listen instead of talking and And I hope more people were aware of that because that will make things much easier for the world right now. Mm-hmm.
0: Mm-hmm. Number nine, what tools do you use? Are you a digital nomad?
1: i I am uh, uh, although I am you know working from home for the last couple of years, i every time that I can, i I go out of the city and go to the mountains and bring my laptop there and and hopefully get um internet connection there to keep working and and keep doing stuff. I um have worked from several cities in, in my country, from the US, from Canada, from Germany, from Thailand, Vietnam. Uh, yeah, I think that that's now part of my nature. Sometimes I feel that it will be hard to go back to a physical office with people around me, but, but definitely it, it feels natural for me to be a, a digital nomad. Um, in terms of tools, definitely my notebook, my Molesky notebooks are, you know, drawing and taking notes and writing things with you know with my hands is so important. I, I keep doing it and I hope that while my brain and hands and eyes I'll keep allowing me to do, I will keep doing it for the rest of my, my life. Um I, you know, in for my everyday stuff, like I try to keep everything a cloud-based service. I mean, my laptop, I work in a Mac. Uh, I try to more go back to PC because Macs are very expensive and with the economy, like now a Mac is a lot of money for us. And But, you know, it's, it's, it's very difficult to go back to Windows. Now I'm working with, a, with Linux for live coding stuff. I really like it. Mm-hmm. Um, I use Figma. Mm-hmm. uh i use affinity products i i, I ditched uh, adobe pro- products a long while ago and mm-hmm. because i'm working in interfaces and ui i i i don't really need to to do it um a lot of google products slack discord notion and i'm racing res- recently using midjourney and 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 oh, dali and other open tools for for inspiration and, and ideas is something that i now see everyone using just regularly right like just listening to the to the machines and for 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 life coding the community is inherits the open source community principles so all the tools that we use are built by the community so there's like hydra which is like a visual live coding tool built by uh, olivia jack who is from the us but she lived in bogota and she uh, finished Hydra in Bogota and we were part of that process which was beautiful mm-hmm. flock which is a collaborative tool for live coding built by um by Damian in Argentina tidal tidal cycles um, created by um, Alan, Alan McLean in the UK and several other tools um, built by the community which is which is great to to be part of of that process of you know giving feedback contributing here and there to to some product, and you know, talking to the authors and, and, and uh, suggesting new features—that's something that is unique of that of that whole process.
0: Great. Halfway here,
1: number ten. How do you deal with work-life balance? Work-life balance. Well, I try not to work very late at night. That's something that I try to do. I really try to en- enjoy early mornings, not rushing in the mornings. Uh, doing some yoga or stretching or maybe running up the hill, although I'm not a very sporty person, um, meditating, reading a little bit, and, and try to keep in like a Monday to Friday schedule and maybe leaving for Saturday a few things. I'm, I mean, for the last year, I have tried to keep like a four-day work week and, and leaving one day of the week to more art stuff and uh, researching or even for client stuff. Um, but, you know, it's really hard when you're a freelancer, you don't have much control of the workflow. And when there's a lot of work, you got to take it. And sometimes you don't have uh, a lot of work and then you stress out and then, uh, I don't know, it's crazy. But, but I think that I can keep, I, I keep a, a good balance um, between, with, be, I, I, I think that I said, a healthy uh, set of limits with my clients and with projects, so so I don't bring a lot of stress from work to my to my life. That's great. You know, I
0: started meditating in the morning for ten minutes. Um, after hearing almost every guest say they do yoga or meditation in the morning, it's a very common thread. I'm actually learning from these. Um, number one. Definitely. Yeah. Yeah, Um, Yeah, definitely. Mm -hmm. um, Number 11, if you weren't doing what you do now, what would you be doing?
1: Uh, I believe that in another dimension, I would probably be a cartoonist, as I wanted to be when I was a child, or probably a full-time illustrator, as I wanted to be when I was in college. But uh, I ended up in this dimension being a graphic designer that fell in love with computer based stuff and then got fed of graphic design and started searching for answers in art and ended up making more art with more computers. Um, I don't think that in another maybe in another dimension, I, I, I would be like a computer scientist, but I, I don't I don't think that I... Would be able to handle only that without creative um, expression. Um, I am now in the process of of publishing my teenage year comic books, uh, just for the sake of honoring that 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 history of mine, and and I hope that that's something that you know with time I would like to to do more illustration just for me and for creating books and uh, not necessarily for for paying the bills with illustration. Uh, but definitely something that i do a lot and uh, and i don't i don't put it in my cv uh, so yeah i think that's it
0: great 12 what would you not like to do in terms of career
1: mm, definitely i don't uh, i don't want to be a bureaucrat i don't want to be a corporate person especially in an advertisement agency i mm-hmm. I think that, and I'm not saying this public and publicly, and uh, I don't know the repercussions in people who, uh, if people who who know me listen to this, but I have rejected many jobs with that profile and and well paid jobs. I think that my financial well being uh, was not happy about me rejecting these jobs. Uh, but definitely, I went that path 15 years ago, and and I quit because. I could see how soul-crushing these jobs were for for creative spirits, not only for my own spirit, but definitely for people around me, who are very talented and with many dreams and in projects of of creating beautiful things for the world, but but then being burned with, I don't know, ad campaigns of boring stuff or you know selling sugar to kids and toys to children and things that are not necessarily what the world needs. I and- am sure that. There are super cool jobs in that industry, but I haven't seen much of it. But things have changed. I, I I have faith that things change.
0: Great. Um, thirteen. What's your favorite word, quote, or sentence?
1: As I said, you know, like don't 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 give opinion a lot of importance is one and, and, and one one thing uh, that that would be one. Uh, And the other one would be not saying difficult, but, but we we use this word in Spanish that is trabajoso, which means that requires a lot of work. So, so, so whenever I find myself saying like, oh, this, I don't know, this software is difficult. I, I try to rephrase this, rephrase it to something similar to, oh, this software requires a lot of work or requires more work than usual. I think that that's that that would be something that um that I like to to repeat as a mantra. Great. Do you have a
0: least favorite word, quote, or sentence?
1: it, it yeah definitely. Um, years ago, I don't know why I found myself having a lot of thoughts related to the what would what would have happened if you know like. What would have happened if I studied engineering? You know, like things like that. Then, and, and then I realized that I was wasting a lot of energy on thinking about that. And I think that that makes no sense because I don't have the information to even imagine what would have happened. Right? Like I, I just have like a tiny bit of information, so so I'm, I'm 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 not really properly informed to to spend time on that thinking. So so it's something that even sometimes when I hear people spending energy and 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 thinking about, about this, what would have, ha- what would have happened if, uh, something that I, I don't like. I think it's a waste of, of energy. 15, if you had
0: to pick one word to describe yourself, what would you choose?
1: Definitely dispersion. Whether if it's like in a good sense or a bad sense, I think that dispersion maybe as a skill is something that i can describe describe myself 16 or, what keeps you up at night i fall asleep pretty well i think that the the times that i have you know like not sleeping well are because of i have a lot of work you know like project that is about to be delivered and stuff like that uh but I try to keep some hygiene and maybe taking some notes before going to bed and be careful about coffee and stuff like that. But fortunately, uh, I feel fortunate that I don't stay up at night that often.
0: Seventeen. What's a dream you're chasing?
1: A dream. I I I think that just like unveil my 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 own human nature via whatever like whether it's art or talking to friends or going to therapy or I don't know joining a psychedelic, you know like a mushroom therapy you know like these type of experiences that kind of like unpack your own nature your your own story that allow you to understand your, your yourself is, is something that I think I'll be doing till I die. Is something that I love. Is something that every time that I that I learn something that that shows me that I was wrong. That that I that I can expand my understanding of of, of something about society, about myself, about my nature. Is it, it feels difficult, but it feels very rewarding at the end. So, as a dream, is something that I that I'm always chasing. You.
0: Final stretch here, number eighteen. What inspires you?
1: Inspiration, well, definitely, definitely, people. um I don't, I don't really have a like an. I wish I had like a list of people or stuff that inspires me. But definitely, the internet is something that like there's so much garbage there. But if you are good at picking the information apart and listening to People that are good at discerning that noise, you you really find very spinning stuff from a guy that teaches you about the history of I don't know, shaders and graph computer graphics to Mm -hmm. someone in TikTok that is, I don't know, petting the cat and singing the cat a song, right? So so I think that there's something beautiful. About the internet that I love is 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 that ability of bringing inspiration from 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 many things, um, uh, but mostly people, right? Like that's 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 the at the bottom of that is people just sharing, maybe being brave about putting themselves out and sharing a corner of their lives and 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 hoping that someone can listen to them and and hopefully finding them inspiring. It's something that inspires me in itself.
0: Perfect number nineteen. Any advice you'd like to share? I
1: don't. I don't feel. I don't feel wise enough to share an advice. But uh, I would say, just don't spend a lot of time in your phone. I think that that's that's something that in the future uh, is gonna look. Really bad on our generations. I think that that um, the attention economy is something that is hurting our 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 moment in history, our ability to to heal the planet, our ability to be better human beings. I think that's being jeopardized uh by spending so much time with fast food information and i i heard something and I, and and i know this is going to sound contradictory but i i heard uh, an advice from a um from a therapist in Instagram <laughs> uh where she said that that attention is so precious that you need to see it as an asset that you are exchanging for something else right so when you open like i don't know mind with i mean without paying much attention you open your computer and then you ended up like 20 minutes just like scrolling in a social network like stopping for a second and saying okay my attention is so precious that i'm giving it to this scrolling so is it worth giving it because it's so precious or should I exchange it for something more valuable? And I think that that mindful stopping and asking that has helped me during the last two months into dealing with literally addiction to chugging information like crazy and, and then not even remembering what I saw and what I read and what I watched. So I think being more mindful about your attention and your information consumption online would be the advice that I would like to share in your platform Thomas
0: I like that great um and finally number 20 how can our listeners
1: keep tabs on you do you have a call to action for us well if if you as a listener got until this point thank you very much um I really appreciate it thanks for listening and uh you can find me at www.rafaelpullana.com. Uh, you will find by default my art stuff. And then but then uh, there's a link there for my design stuff, which is in the middle of construction. Um but you can you can check um you can check me over there, rafaelpuyana.com and in Instagram would be at rafapuyana.com. I think that those are my only two places.
0: Awesome, to... awesome! So, well, uh-huh. Thanks so much, Rafa. Um, you know, awesome to hear that you didn't sell out to the ad agencies and uh, and keep doing the good work. I'm I'm glad to hear that, and uh, and a great kind of recall of uh, of my first um, foray into prototyping. That's become a really important thing for me, and I have to thank you for that.
1: No, no, thank you. Thanks, thanks for inviting me to to this space. And I'm I'm really honored to to be sharing uh this space with, with people that I admire, like uh, John Mayada, which was I think that my first new media hero who inspired me so much. So I feel so honored to to have been invited to the same space. Thank you, Thomas.
0: It's a pleasure. Thank you so much. If you liked today's podcast, I encourage you to have a listen to other episodes. You can easily find them at uniqueways.ca or wherever you find podcasts. You can also find us on social media. And thank you. It's you that makes these great, and it's you who these are for. Stay tuned for more Unique Ways.